I guess my question, you know, now that we're on that topic, you know, would I name my kid Jeff at for like a million dollars? No. <laughs> did, Is that what you're did gonna ask? Didn't that come up once? The million dollar <laughs> question. How much would you take to name your child Jeffett? <laughs> like what's what's the threshold? On today's footy corner, Ronaldo nets a brace in his Old Trafford homecoming, propelling Manchester United to the top of the table. Otson Edwards scores 27 seconds into his Palace debut, and then again 90 minutes later to shock Nuno in the Spurs. Lukaku's brace fends off a hapless Villa, Harvey Elliott's foot bends the wrong way in Liverpool's shellacking of Leeds, and Arsenal finally win a match. Along with the typical Nonce of the Week predictions and gambling corner, next! And we are back on the footy corner. Arine, how's everything going? Things going good. Um, nice Tuesday night here, so good weather. Um, some good good soccer going on too all week. So yeah, it's not not too bad. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, we rarely do this on a Tuesday. It's been a while, I think, since it's just been two of us, right? Uh, doing the co-hosting business here. I think so, yeah. So that hasn't happened in a while, but and we're doing it a little earlier than we normally do. So look at this. We're well, yeah, we're getting good habits here, mate. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll just jump straight into the action then, because there's a there's a lot going on. Uh, we'll first round out what happened in the Premier League over the weekend, and uh, we'll start with Ronaldo's return. I I feel like Ronaldo came back. And I don't know if we mentioned it on the pod really at all, except for a little bit last episode, like barely any when we were doing predictions. Yeah. So he's back. Uh, Yeah, he's definitely back. I mean, um, you know, so ever since he came back, um, I was a big guy that said like, I'm not one to say one's goat over the other and that whole stupid, it's a stupid debate. You know what I mean? I think that's a stupid debate because I don't know. You know, you just don't want to compare them, right? I, I personally, I don't because I like both of them. It's not like I hate one of. Them. I think you lean Messi more because you don't like Ronaldo's antics at times. Um, like people are like that, you know. Um, but ever since I've seen how much players respect him and how much he influences them, and then also like, dude, he's performing. I mean, he's thirty six years old mm-hmm. and i'll get yeah i'll get into that in a second actually or two goals in the game we're about to talk about mm-hmm. and then um and i mean this is the premier league this isn't you know as much as we love Messi, and i mean i do too he could i mean when he's scoring it's going to be in france like it's not this is this is the real deal bro and he's yeah. still doing it and he did it today in champions league you know yeah i, I think that's just a debate that's never Never, ever, ever going to get settled. And honestly, I don't even know how to answer it anymore because I don't really like people ask. I'm just like, I don't know if I even care anymore because, you know, to me, Ronaldo is the, the bigger, like the more physical specimen. And, you know, when it comes and I think he obviously is a, a better athlete. Uh, but in some instances, I think Messi has a little more skill. Uh, but when it comes to like free kicks, man, that's a contest I'd watch. Cause I don't know who would win that one. They both have some really scintillating free kicks. So I, I don't really know. I think it's difficult cause they are, they're a little different in what they do, but, but um, speaking of, question. Bruno, huh? Real quick. 
I know this is an old debate, but and it's I think a lot of people's perceptions could change after this season. Um, but why do you why do you think Jordan is better than LeBron? Huh? Why do I think Jordan is better? Well, because he I'll never bring lost. this back to he soccer. Never, he never lost an NBA championship, and LeBron did. Okay. And I'm biased. I mean, I'm totally biased. I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm a big Bulls fan. But um, yeah, I just thought I just thought MJ Cause he, will because he showed up in the big games. Is that what you're saying? And, and both of them had, well, I think LeBron showed up in some big games too, but I think both of them had and both of them had good players around them at, at, at times. At times, LeBron didn't, and but but MJ didn't early in his career. Uh I don't know. I just for me, I think it, for me too, it was because he was first. So it's difficult to beat who's first, but for me, LeBron's lost a couple of, of, of championships. Granted, he's made more of them, but you know, I don't know. I think Jordan's the, uh, I think LeBron's a better athlete, but I, I think Jordan's a better player. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Sense. Yeah. But anyway. It makes sense. Uh, yeah. So I think there are different categories, but yes. So let's, let's, uh, Steer to the, the match. Yeah, Ronaldo did score a, a brace over the uh, the weekend in a 4-1 win over Newcastle. Um, Fernandes and uh, Lingard also scoring. Well, Lingard will come up later in this episode. Um, Mankio did equalize it. So this match actually, believe it or not, was tied for like uh, just maybe six minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Man United does win 4-1. Ronaldo's the oldest player to score a brace in the Premier League, Premier League match at, as Arjen said, 36 years old in 218 days. Um, oldest since Graham Alexander for Burnley against Hall in April of 2010 at 38 years old. So, so Ronaldo's got two years to go to score like Graham Alexander. Yeah. So what do um, you think? What do I think? Do I think he'll do it? No. Like what you, what about this game? Well, I, mean, I was going to say, first of all, I thought, um, I don't know the first goal. So the first goal I saw it, I, is kind of bad. I'm like, well, that was an easy tap in. Of course he scores. It was easy tap in, but of course he got into that position to score the goal. The first one that he got, that was the first goal I believe of the 9 AM games that everyone went crazy to. Cause there were no goals for the whole first half of all the games. Uh, but yeah, he came into form. He scored the other one, which again, you could say the goal he let through his legs, but he, he was in position all the time. He's making the runs. I guess I was going to ask you, do you expect Ronaldo to roll in the premier league? Like he has in other leagues. Does this performance, and team enter this modicum of top three that we had, like Chelsea, Liverpool, City. Do does United enter it if Ronaldo is doing this every game, not just against Newcastle? So I have no idea, but I think, I, but that's why I said after this season, I think more people will have an opinion on it because I think it's going to be one or the other, and it's too early to tell because if you listen to the early on show and if if you know enough about what's been going on in the world of the Premier League in soccer with Newcastle, like I pegged them to get relegated. So it's like a lot of people, you know, make fun of Norwich because they're so terrible. Right. But what people don't know is Newcastle is honestly like possibly just as bad as Norwich this year, like maybe a little bit better, but like Newcastle will be lucky not to get relegated. So that was a, a rough game to judge. But I also do think, like Ronaldo was in the right places at the right time. It's kind of like Sidney Crosby in hockey. It's like your IQ, like knowing where to be, having a sense of like what your team's going to do. I mean, that's what's so special about it. And then he actually gets it in. I think Chelsea fans would appreciate 
it's a tap in, but he get it. He gets it in. You know, um, obviously don't have that problem with Lukaku anymore. But um, man, um, it's just he—you he, could already see the influence he's had on this team. But it's too early to tell because it. I, I don't want to discredit the win. It was a great win, but it was against a pretty poor team at home with a sold out crowd. You know, Ronaldo's return, so everyone was kind of ready for it on United's end. Um, today though they lost to young boys so it's like but ronaldo scored and a red card was a big cause of it but you know we we still need to wait we can't get too excited ronaldo's doing great and like you could see his influence on the team but now we want to see if that's enough for manchester united and i'd be surprised that so him being 36 it's not a question of if he has the ability to do it i think everyone still thinks he has the ability because of his training ethic it's like he's 36 we emphasize age because it's a long ass season dude there are a lot of competitions can he stay healthy can he stay fit i mean you could work out and eat all the the nature valley bars you want but your body ages and you get tired, bro. I mean, like I'm 26 now and I don't have the energy I had when I was like 21. I'm already noticing the difference. Like, you know what I mean? So we need to wait and, and see, but early on, I think he's doing fantastic. I think his team, for example, today, let him down. Yeah. I mean, well, so today we'll, we'll get into a little bit later, but speaking of which, did you hear, you mentioned the nature Valley bars as a bit of a joke. Did you hear that none of the players ate dessert? Apparently, according to some, publication um and and they had in the past but seeing him they said oh we're not going to do desserts now so yeah because they waited for him to eat first and they saw what he had um that's a big bummer for luke shaw um yeah <laughs> that's gonna suck. But, but yeah i mean i think i think when they see ronaldo show up on the field it's like a different presence you know it's like a having another like it's like iconic one of the goats so it's like you want to work harder train harder to get on this good side and um, that's, that's why I'm interested to in seeing long-term there are two things, how United responds to this, which, you know, the players, and then I just, I just want to see how Ronaldo's doing in, in late December or like, you know, February when it's snowing and you got to play at Burnley, you know, that's what I want to see. Yeah. I guess my question is, how's he going to do when he has his first hissy fit when someone steals a goal from him or, uh, you know, the team, the team see, drops I that's what, I think, <laughs> that's what I, you know, I don't think he does a hissy. Fit. I think it's just made up, honestly. Okay. Um, no, I, I genuinely we'll do. Like, same thing with Neymar. I think they just get bad names. and um, He does roll around a lot, to be fair. Neymar? Yeah. Well, I mean, you never hear the things about Jack Grealish. You never hear him about Raheem Sterling. You never hear him about... Um, I, I've said, and, I've said on the pod, Jack Grealish is, is, does fall down a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could say that. I mean, I th- people call it diving. I call it high IQ. As much as I ripped on Jorginho for his antics, it helped his team get the points he wanted, and it helped them. So unless you get punished for it, do it. If you can get away with it, do it. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of Ronaldo, I, I will say this. I do agree as much shit as I give him. Uh, he's looked, He's been great. Um, obviously, two games only against Newcastle and, and Young Boys. He looked good today even. Um but yeah, I'll say, I think it's going to be fun to watch him. I think as Premier League fans, we should be excited that we get to watch him on, you know, whatever. I mean, he was on those platforms. He was on ESPN platforms, I guess, in Serie A. But, you know, he's playing for Juventus against teams that they should have beaten. They didn't. Uh, yeah. But now, 
with United, I think they're going to play, you know, really top teams. It'll be exciting to see how he holds up. And I actually think, I will say, I think he'll do pretty well. You know, just from what I've seen, I think he's he's invigorated. He's got a new challenge. He's excited now. Well, like you said, how would it be a year from now? Because it's a two-year deal. How uh, motivated will he be after a while? We'll have to see, I guess, More like how much they win or how far form. they get. Huh? His form, you know, is yeah. how is he going to be in 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 the cold years at at this age? I mean, he when he was last in the Premier League, how was how old was he? Like twenty-seven, eight, twenty-six? Yeah, maybe I'm not. Maybe younger. I think probably. I mean, we'll see, but yeah, I'll say this know. though, in terms of them winning the title, he went to Juventus, right? He was at Juventus maybe three years. Uh, do you know how many titles he won when he was at Juventus? Um, so definitely not three. I'm trying to think. It's actually funny. It's I heard this the other day. It was definitely his first year. He won it. So I think it's one. Mm-mm. Zero. He won zero Serie A Let me get this right. So and they last won this year, seven I mean, years before he showed up. So last year was Enter. Yeah. I don't Two know who won previously. Napoli? Uh, I, I don't know who it was. I just heard a stat somewhere that he, they had won the seven previous years and he showed up and they won zero. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see how United will perform with him. I think he'll do well. Uh, I think United. They make it to a propel- Champions League final? Huh? Did they make it to a Champions League final at least? Maybe, maybe a final, I think. I think they were in one of the finals. Maybe the first. That's what you were probably thinking the first year. I, mean, they I, don't know, I don't know where you got your source from, but he definitely won the first two years. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> what? Who, no. What, where, where does it say that? So I last year was Inter. Last year was Inter. And then the year before that was Juve. And the year before that was Juve. Really? Yes. Yeah. Well then, this guy that I heard on a podcast was just spewing bullshit. Last year, last year when they won it, it was nine in a row. Nine, really? Yeah. Inter. So it ended the nine. It ended the what? Last year ended the nine um, win streak. Hmm, maybe that's what they. Well, whoever it was is canceled. <laughs> uh, that's wild. I need to go type on that podcast now. But I will not call them out on this show. But that's but it does but it's funny you mentioned that because everyone remembers him at Real Madrid. Everyone remembers him at Manchester United. But like that whole Juve stint, it almost felt like he disappeared from club football. I don't know. I mean I don't know maybe it's a serious guy getting out there. I don't know. I just felt like I didn't see as much Ronaldo for the stats he put up. I think he was leading goal scorer uh before last year, the last two years, but like you know, or the two years before last year, but I don't know. I just feel like he disappeared. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been crazy, but we'll say this now. In terms of other effects, according to David Ornstein, big big uh, source in the game here, uh, according to him yesterday, Paul Pogba is now leaning towards signing a new Manchester United contract. And I think a lot of what happened Saturday and Ronaldo coming back had an impact uh, on that. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Paul Pogba, you know, no talks all summer that he'll resign. We thought, Hey, they should sell him because you got to make some money back off him. Uh, but no, here he comes. He wants to resign. It's the Ronaldo effect. So it is the Ronaldo effect. I think, I think it's a, a mix of two things that can make a player do this one. He's in like, remember, so Pogba, as soon as he starts getting down, it's like back in the day when literally a headline was Ronaldo is sad. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> so but Pogba, when he said he just like whines and like behind the scenes, I feel like it's not like he goes on Instagram, like your boy over there does or whatever. Reese Nelson, or not Reese Nelson, Maitland Niles. But I feel like Pogba just puts in a transfer request the moment he gets mad. Now that he's happy, he wants to sign an extension. I think it's just the two things are one, they're in a good moment right now. You know, mm-hmm. so now he's all happy. He's like, yeah, no, I like it because, you know, whatever, they're doing good. And second of all, if you're Paul Pogba, you have to think, well, what other team would go out and sign Ronaldo, Varan, Sancho, and all these guys? Like, they're showing ambition. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, that's the way I, I think, I hope he, he's making his decision is, is based on the club decisions. I hope he's not making it just based off because, you know, oh, I'm happy today. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's that's in the books. Last thing I want to say before we move on from these guys, Bruce, you know, you said Newcastle. We talked about uh, Norwich. Oh, they're terrible. To you, to you, Newcastle is a prime candidate. Is that the fault of the yeah. players on the pitch or, uh, or Bruce Steve, your boy? I think it all is from the top down. It's the owner not putting enough money. If you look at the players that they bring in, they're lower league teams with loans. I mean, they, they literally... Bruce Steve had no money to work with, you know, and the players can only do what, you know, they're paid to do. So it's just low quality team (laughs) with no funding. I mean, low quality team. It is a low quality team with no No, funding. Who are you going to approve? So in January, you know, let's say they are in the shitter. Like they're not going to improve. Like it's, it's just facts. Like, what are they going to bring in a loan from Norway? Like it's not going to work, bro. Like, yeah, no, I was just summarizing what you said. I'm not arguing it. Oh, yeah, no. I was just wondering uh, whose fault do you think it was? So- I, it just, it's upsetting because we haven't seen Newcastle be good in like... Shit, I don't even know if I was born when Newcastle was good. Since man. Santiago Munoz. Who is now on their team. There you go. His, uh, his, second, his second cousin, Santiago Munoz, apparently they had one letter off, but that was wild when they did something. Did he play? Um, no, he did not. I don't know at what level he's at or if he's on the bench, but... Uh, that's a good, is he, was he even on the bench? I don't think so. Uh, while we look that up, uh, another team that we thought wouldn't be great gets a W crystal palace three Tottenham nil Zaha getting a pen. And then, uh, Odson Edward who makes his debut for palace gets a brace. He scored 28 seconds into his premier league debut. Yeah. And that's kind of the fastest. Uh, that's the fastest ever. Actually that broke, TAV's record for West Brom against Crystal Palace in February 2014. Do you remember TAV? <laughs> no, I don't remember him, but I'll tell you <laughs> who I do remember. I do remember Eduardo. Uh-huh. He um it's because I had a career mode with uh with Celtic for a little bit. And he also was a tank in real life. I had no idea that Palace got him. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, when they, they just got him right play. before the deadline. When he scored and, and they said his name, I was like, what? They got this guy? I think he's really good. Although one of the goals. Did you see the goals? Uh, well, yeah. No, I was. Yeah, this game actually particularly I was watching. I did get up for this game. One of his goals was a bit weak. Would you agree with me? The one that just kind of like ro- it looked like a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but I think he changed the direction on the goal. You know, it's funny. There was there were a lot of rumors that he had been struggling big time at Celtic lately. And people thought this signing would be a giant bust. Like there were Arsenal fans 
at the um, last year that we're talking about getting him. And by the time the summer rolled around, they were talking about how he had bottled so many games recently or just missed so many chances that they were not interested anymore. But boom, here he comes on the set. He comes in and scores. He's in for the last 10 minutes of the game, gets a brace. uh, And and I think gets a little more, puts a little more life into Crystal Palace who needs, I think, you know, a goal score up front because they have, they have the wingers. They, you know, even in, um, in uh, Ted Lasso, they mentioned, oh, they got pace. They got speed. Remember in the first, uh, first episode where coach Beard is breaking them down. It's like the real life breakdown. Uh, another thing about them, I want to say on top of Edward doing that is this lad that you said you'd never heard of before Connor Gallagher. Um, yeah. He's, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good, mate. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been uh, running stuff for them. So I've been very impressed with him. I think he's a Chelsea loanee. So I don't think he's even permanently on their team, but I don't know if he'll ever get in. Uh, so Chelsea. So ever. Palace, Palace won three, nothing mm-hmm. with a red card given to our boy Tenginga. And, oh. and actually, and I, and before, and I don't mean to interrupt, but real quick, I did say in a, in a text message group at one point, I said, Jaffet gonna Jaffet. Uh, he, yeah. he, um, you know, cause it's funny. Cause he actually picked up the yellow, the first yellow, I think at 54 minutes and it was a stupid yellow. Did you see what happened? Oh uh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. It was in my opinion, a stupid yellow card, like Zaha, he got in, he tried to like get into some WWE antics with Wilfred Zaha. And so he did that. And I shit you not. I, I was in a, in, in one of our fantasy league groups with a bunch of those Tottenham guys. They're all just like, Oh, I love Tanganga. He's oh, he's amazing. And he gets this second yellow four minutes later, and I go, "How you like him now?" <laughs> yeah, um, just uh, his age really showed there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that was just a stupid rash challenge. I guess my question, you know, now that we're on that topic, you know, would I name my kid Jeff at for like a million dollars? No. <laughs> did, Is that what you're did gonna ask? Didn't that come up once? The million dollar <laughs> question: How much would you take to name your child Jeffett? <laughs> like what's what's the threshold would it take multiple oh, millions Jaffet yes J-A-P-H-E-T I don't know yeah it'd be like upper ones upper like 1.8 mil something like that yeah yeah fair enough I mean you can nickname him like Jeff like yo what up Jeff like you know I don't know Jay I just call him Jay Jay, all right. <laughs> well, I was going to ask while we're on that, what I was actually going to ask, although this was a fun little off topic, let, let's ask our, our uh, listeners at the footy corner too. I want to know your input. How much money would it take you to name your child Jaffet? Uh, would you rather name your kid Jaffet or Dilbert? <laughs> okay. Would you rather name your kid Jaffet or Dilbert? So both, <laughs> both answers. Let us know how much you take to name your kid Jaffet. And then Dilbert, that's the other question. We could even have the, we might even be able to just have the intern ask, well, that's that's one that I don't know if people will like or not. Uh, so just let us know at the footy corner too. My question to you is this though, Tottenham had three goals for none against in their previous three games, get scored on here. Is Nuno a fraud or was he kind of just done over by Jeff at getting a red card, you know, in that sense? What, what do you think it is in this case? Um, I think it was a little bit of both, but mainly Jaffet. Um, and call me crazy, but <laughs> well, call me crazy. I mean, I, I think it's only right if you give, you know, I don't want to judge 
um, Nudo or give him the blame when he was playing with the red card. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh shit, I just totally lost my train of thought. But, oh yeah, Kane played. Yeah. I, did he? he? He was right. I didn't That's see what him. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> proof is in the pudding that, you know, the record is better with him with, like, with, without him in the starting lineup. You know, like, I know he's an amazing player in in his system, in the right system when you put him in it. But I just I just don't think the players that Tottenham has and the system that Nuno maybe wants to play, I just don't think it fits with Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's funny you mention that because courtesy of Steve, we have a stat that this is the first time in Harry Kane's career that he played the full 90 and didn't have a single shot or touch in the opponent's box. Not yeah. once did he touch it in in uh, Palace hey, and, box. And and Jaffet's Jaffet's red card didn't come early on. Like it, they played a whole half, eleven on eleven. So it's not like, you know, it's not like Kane. You you can't just blame Kane. Like the team. I mean, I don't know. And I think now Nuno is being forced to accommodate your boy Harry Kane, and huh. it's. Not it's it's kind of a mess, and I don't think anyone really wants to say it on the team, or I don't think Nuno wants to come out and say it because why? What's Nuno going to come out and say? They want me to play Harry Kane, and now we're shit. Like it's just not going to happen. They're not going to say that because he's, he's he has so much value to them because they probably still want to sell him at the end of the season. So I don't know. And you know, if you do bench him, and he what his value goes down so much. So Tottenham actually really fucked themselves by not selling Harry Kane, in my honest opinion. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think they're better off selling him. He, for himself, was better off leaving. I don't think this is the manager for him. And I yeah, actually, that too. I think Nuno is a partial fraud because I think oh, Jaffet is a it. front. It's a front, mate. Jaffet leaving the game gave him an excuse to tell. I mean, this man is just going to play 0-0 or 1-0 every game. You know, come on. He didn't have Son, so there was no way they were going to. Well, they we didn't praise have Jose for doing it. Why can't we praise Nuno? Well, I mean, for wanting to play that stuff. because because Jose's way worked ten years ago. It doesn't work now, and and Nuno's way worked a little bit with Wolves to get him what sixth, which again for them was good because they had just come up. This is a Spurs team that wants more. They're in Europa Conference, mate. They they want to get up to the Europa or the Champions League, and um, they've they've kept Harry Kane. They're excited about their opening win against City, and I just I just don't think this is a team that's going in the right direction. And guess what? You know, in two weeks, in two short weeks, you could say that they'll, it's possible. It's not a high chance, but it's possible they're tied with Arsenal. Okay. That's a little on uh, over the top, I think, but well, their next two matches are Chelsea and then at Arsenal and then Arsenal plays Burnley and Tottenham. So if they win both their matches, Tottenham lose both theirs, they're tied. We'll see. I mean, you got to take it game by game, but right. I think the proof is in the pudding based on what we've seen that perhaps, like you said, I think you brought up a good point. Players um, play better in, in with, with certain coaches that implement a certain system. And I don't think Nuno is the guy mm-hmm. for, for Harry Kane possibly. Yeah. So big, big issues there. Um, yeah. Last thing I'll ask just to touch on palace here. You said you, you are impressed with Edward in general. Do you think he could launch, <laughs> launch palace into more of a mid-table side? Because they were talked oh. as a relegation team. Do you think that he will, you know, to you, are they a team comfortably that's not really a relegation side? 
so that's the weird thing with me with um with palace i don't know why but i always feel like i never want to put them in relegation i think as long as they have zaha and like a couple of good players i mean they have au right Kuyate. Mm-hmm. i mean there's some good name players on that team and it's never fun playing at palace i mean spurs literally just witnessed that so I never had them in relegation, and with as as far as Eduardo goes, I just knew him through FIFA. I never, you know, watched Celtic games, but I don't know if I'll make too big of a difference. But I think with or without him, I think Palace has uh, a team that could float above the water. You know, I definitely rate them higher than Norwich and, and Newcastle. Put it that way. Okay, yeah, I, I think that it's a good signing, and I believe he gives him a right. Piece because they also still have Benteke, so maybe he gives him a yeah. A, a and dude, category it's, that's different. It sucks because um, I would for sure one hundred percent peg him to be mid table or maybe low, like eleventh, twelfth place if if the friend of the pod shout out Ezekiel Eze was out there. So yes, Ezekiel <laughs> <Barici> Eze, <laughs> Ezekiel. <laughs> man, the man he, he I watched the Cowboys play, game. Right? Yeah, uh, that's true. Well, I'll, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott did play like he has a torn Achilles as well. Um, so let's, speaking of, of bad injuries, let's move on to that Leeds Liverpool. Is he going to come back, you think, this season? What's the word on him? On Eze? Uh, if, I mean, if he does, it, it, to me, it'll be like March, April. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen any reports, but man, he, he's an electric factory and they really could use him. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, we'll, yeah. let's, you know what? While I get your take on the next thing, because I'm sure you might talk for a while on it. Uh, speaking of injuries, and then I'll find the Eze thing. Leeds nil, Liverpool three. Uh, Salah, Fabinho, and Mane scoring there. Two, I believe two of those goals, right? Were after, or no, one was after a red card on Striak on the horrendous tackle on Elliott. And actually, I'll say this. The, the broadcast did a good job of not showing it again. And it wasn't at least all over. And I have a lot of footy stuff on Twitter. You probably had it all over yours because of Liverpool Twitter, but I, I only saw a couple of still shots of it. Um, I think the broadcast helped because if you do watch it in real time on the broadcast, it's still a little tough to see. You really have to like focus on his foot, um, which is why I think if you're close, it's probably kind of nasty. But if I'm being completely honest, even for ranking like gross looking injuries, maybe it's because I watch a lot of UFC. I think that's probably what it is. It didn't look terrible. And I've been in the surgery room a lot recently. It didn't look like terrible, terrible, but mm-hmm. you just, I, I, it was tough to tell which part of the foot or leg it was. And immediately right. people were just like, that's the leg. And that's where the scary part was. Um, I'm going to take off my biased Liverpool Jersey off here and just go on to say that. Was it a dirty foul? No. Was it a foul? I don't even know. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't like every time I watch the injury, every time I watch the, the, the play, I focus on the injury. I don't really focus on, um, I don't know the French. I don't know who was the French guy that, that injured him. What's his name? D- I don't Dean? think he's French streak, uh, something street. Yeah. He looked like a Pascal, Walmart. Oh yeah, Dyke. he is. Maybe. Yeah. Pascal street. Yeah. He looked like a Walmart Van Dyke, if I'm being honest, but oh, Walmart Van Dyke. if you look at what he looked like, this is um, the only shot I've seen. I can show you like a, Still, oh, that's not a bad picture. I think that, well, so to give you kind well, of, you don't a, see anything in it, you know, well, you to just, kind of tell you what happened is that kind of shows you how Striak was tackling. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. His, so uh, Elliot's foot went in or leg went in the air and his foot was just dangling like totally right. wrong direction. That's when Salah was, was, you know, 
he told the staff to come and then he walked away. I think, you know, I think Elliot was in shock. Obviously you could tell he was in shock. Um, Cause I think he like for a second was like trying to get up and it's like, no. <laughs> right. right um, yeah. But at the end, what I'm trying to say is I think it was the red card was cause he got a broken leg. I don't even know if it was a foul. Like if I'm mm -hmm. being honest, because Harvey Elliott even came out and said, um, it was like a football play. He said something along the lines said not a red, like, so like not even a foul, it's just part of the sport, which is how he's handling the situation is so impressive. It almost makes me think he's very naive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think he should be a little bit more scared about like his development, but he's got a great, he's always had that great attitude. People look at him and they think like he's kind of like possibly from the rougher parts of London and, um, has his hair, how he is and has tattoos and he's like 17, 18, but I think that's why Klopp really likes him because the kid just works his ass off, whether he's alone or there. And I think he's a Liverpool fan first. Um, and I think that's why a lot of big reason why Liverpool fans like him. And yeah. I wasn't kidding when I said, I genuinely thought he'd be better than Foden in like a couple months. I, and I'm going to be called crazy for it. And I'm not being biased when I say this. I genuinely think with a couple more games, you'd see the real Harvey Elliott and the way he plays and passes. It's like he's Spanish. It's crazy. And so actually to go back to your quote, he did quote, he did say, uh, it wasn't his fault whatsoever. Speaking of streak, yeah. neither was it a red uh, card, just a freak accident. But these things happen in football. I'll be back stronger. 100%. Thanks for all the support. Uh, Streak himself sent best wishes to Elliot in a post on Instagram, admitting he was "quote unquote" uh, gutted in, in today's game. Something happened that I would never wish on anyone. Harvey Elliot, my thoughts are with you. I'm gutted. Never meant for this to happen. Wish you speedy recovery and hope to see you back on the pitch soon. So these guys were kind of jerking each other off in the hospital. Yeah, uh, so but <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, I think the the thing was, you know, it, like you said. Um, it was, I mean, things bending the wrong way was looked bad, but it wasn't when I kind of looked back on it. Cause when I heard about it, I, I'm like, I'm not going to see this. I'm not going to see this. And you stumble upon like a, a mini clip or a video or something. And, and it wasn't like you said, as horrendous as some other things I've seen. It wasn't good. Um, but yeah, Louisville, you know, basketball. Oh my God. I keep thinking that bro. Which one? Louisville basketball and CAA yeah. tournament, I think. Yeah. That was, uh, that was wild. That was um, the worst injury I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So, so Elliot did actually have successful surgery today. That's the update on that. Uh, he, he had it in London, um, but they said that he had a fracture dislocation during the game. They're able to reduce the dislocation uh, immediately on the pitch. So it was a good job by the doctors there. I guess the sad thing really is like you said, he, he's a young kid. He was developing. He's, he's turning in some really good. He was turning in some really good performances. And I think he's part of a group of premier league players that have really, excited a lot of fans a group of young players that if they are in the league they can come up and play well you mentioned phil foden and and, and you know people have their um ideas on who's better than who you know and, and emil smith rowe is someone else that we talk about that you know some game changers in the middle of the pitch that can pass the ball move the ball get through tight spaces um and, and really pick out good passes and and it's kind of exciting to see because you, you used to not see that really from english players that style Right, English players were always like the tough type of players. The, yeah. the um, they weren't like the speedy, the technical. And I think these are three players amongst a few others that are coming into the game at that age that are exciting. And that kind of stinks that we're not going to get to see him because he was building into that midfield as a regular. Um, yeah. But but again, it does at least it was this dislocation that says, hey, maybe he could be 
Uh, I mean, he's not going to be back 100%, but he could start working his way back in December, January, and who knows, maybe by February or March when they need him, you know, in, in down the stretch. He could it all depends and- with that surgery, uh, the how bad the compound fractures were. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see, and he's got to come back. But, you know, what scares me is you look at players, and you know firsthand Jack Wilshere. Like, there were dudes that were looking like, like exactly how he described how Harvey Elliott was. Not too long ago. Well, yeah, not too long ago. I think Jack Wilshere, is Jack Wilshere even 30? Um, I'm not sure. You know, it's so funny. That's the crazy he, thing. he was in the news recently and they said he might come back and train at Arsenal. So, so here's, the, yeah, here's the thing. Like he was playing exactly how I explained Harvey Elliott. And at that time, that's even more bananas to think of English players doing it. But right. you saw a string of injuries happen and just, you just saw a drop off. So that's what scares me. It's like, Harvey Elliott's no different than Jack Wilshere. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was the same situation. They both were playing for like their, yeah, I don't know. You know, we'll see, but that's, and I think what sticks out is not just the fan reaction. Cause obviously fanfare is what it is. But I think when you see the response from not only the manager, but like Van Dyke and other players to speak that highly about an 18 year old is kind of, uh, kind of crazy. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's the situation with him. So red card or not, you say no red card. Honestly, I don't even know if it was a foul. So, and, 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 um, I don't know. I just hope like the Liverpool fans aren't like assholes to this, to this lad that, that quote unquote injured him, but he seemed quite upset. Actually it was Rafinha who was like arguing something. I don't know what, but this streak lad was pretty calm when it was the good thing or sad when it was happening. Yeah. And the reason why it's like, we shouldn't even care if it was like, we shouldn't, like care if it was a red or not is because like it didn't impact the game bro like what did it do just add one goal for liverpool like the game was done like let's be honest leads weren't gonna come back so that that's that actually leads me to the next question it's a good transition right here because i'm wondering does this result tell us more you know put that play aside put put what how they were playing the first 50 whatever minutes this i think this is 50 54 minutes whatever it was uh based on how they were playing Liverpool was dominating leads. Like it was, it was pretty clear they were going to yeah. win. They, they should have maybe won by more. I was, I, I thought Salah was going to have a giant day for me because there's so many chances that he was so close. Mane was close. Um, just the team was clicking. Does this tell us more about Liverpool and how good they can be coming into this season? Because their only test was, I mean, their only really big test was Chelsea so far to this point. Right. Or is Leeds really, you know, really bad? Hmm. So we talked about how they're disappointed. So they're, you know, who knows? So I think Liverpool and what sucks with Harvey Elliott is should be in our starting 11. That's what sucks because we had finally cracked the code to find the best midfield. That was Harvey Elliott and Tiago and then Fabinho behind them. So I think we saw a mix. I think that lineup was every Liverpool fans dream. Was everyone healthy and they were freaking rocking and rolling um now i don't know what they're gonna do um but leads you know it's funny because leads fans were clapping for them at the end of the game even though they lost three nothing and it's so similar to last year is it not like people were praising them for how they played even if they lost zero to three they're like yeah but they went for it they went for it personally my point of view i would be like bro we fucking lost three nothing at the end of the day like i don't give a shit like if we Oh, shout out. I just got a lot of recommendation. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> there was the email sound right there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fun how they play, but it's not sustainable. It's like, 
and it, it's like the same thing last year, but it's like that one girl that is freaking hot and you have a fun time with, but like, it's not sustainable long-term. So you got to change things up. And that's what, that's what Leeds has to do, man. I, I don't care. The fans, at, I think if you really get down to it, they care more about staying up in success than a fun style of play, bro. Cause Leeds doesn't want to go back to the championship. You can't be losing three, nothing at, at Eland road. Yeah. You know, you don't want to see that. Cause they got some good play Bamford, uh, Kelvin, um, they got some good at Rafinha. They got some studs out there, man. Like you got to produce results with these players. What do you think? Yeah, there's a team to me. Well, you, you know what you mentioned? It was funny team getting praised for getting their dicks kicked. And you know, last time that happened, Norwich city, remember early in the, when they came up two years ago. Pookie, yeah. Yeah. And guess well. what? they went back down. Granted they're up again, but they're probably going to go back down again. No one so, wants to be part of that roller coaster. Yeah. And, and, and this is a team that's playing like that. And, and Bills can maybe Bills is playing exciting soccer or whatever, but they're getting they're getting their asses kicked. Liverpool's XG was the highest this week. You know, they're expected to score four point five seven goals is what and I'll talk about that uh, XG later. But yeah, I think I think <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I think Leeds is in a world of trouble. Um, but you know, Liverpool can beat who's in front of them. And I think they have a big test on October third against Manchester City. So so that'll be a fun one, I think, to see what's happening. The last thing I want to mention is you put out a statement that said that ass is Salah the most underappreciated player in the world at the moment. Uh, just in one minute, give your case. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> I think he's been, well, you're the one that said it. So I want to know what you're, uh... he's been consistent for five years. He's been the leading scorer, if not top three, um, people want to suck off Harry Kane, but there've been seasons where Salah passes him in scoring. He passes the ball. Um, it's just the consistency, the the titles that he's won, the awards that he's won. I struggle to find someone that's been that consistent and just not, I feel, praised as much, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like Aguero has been praised more than uh, the past years than Salah. Like, and he hasn't put nearly the numbers that Salah has. Like, it's just... I don't know. Like Harry Kane, for example. Like I think a lot plays with the background or necessarily where the guy's playing because, I mean, if you were to honestly ask me, in your honest opinion, I'll ask you, take your biased cap off, and you could be honest with me. Would you rather have Mo Salah or Harry Kane for a championship game? Probably Mo Salah. That, I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's, he's, well, that's, mate, there's a reason on my fantasy team why he's the first name on the sheet. He's usually my captain. Like the, for me, he's picking up fantasy points, which means he's scoring or assisting goals or, you know, and then that goes even further. He impacts plays. He might even be a secondary assist. So no, I completely agree. I just, I just wanted you to share your case to the people on the pod that may not uh, agree with us or believe that um, Steve said worth 500 K a week. Do you agree with that? That's Not necessarily tough. if Liverpool will pay it, but is he worth it? Is he worth it? I mean, I'd have to look at other players that are on that wage. Right. Um, that's absurd. I mean, if you look at how much players are getting paid in other sports, I mean, why not? If he posts the same numbers this year as he has, then yes. I don't care. Like, I mean, you look at Mane, people love Mane. I mean, I love Mane, but like he's streak. I mean, he's shown signs of streakiness. Firmino, I mean, he can't, now he's about to get bumped out of the starting 11. But one guy that's been consistent, been there the whole time, 
so long. So that's my okay. for it. And uh, last, last, last fact. Uh, just a trivia. Just a trivia. Five thing. years. Five years, by the way, for the people out there. Just a trivia thing. Speaking of years, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is the fourth youngest player to reach 35 Premier League assists at 22 years and 340 days. While Arine tries to answer these, can you name the three players that were younger to reach 22 or to reach 35 Premier League assists? Younger That's than 22. They don't yeah, have to be English. Um, they don't have to be English, correct. But they're in the Premier League, 35 assists, and they're all quite, well, they're not like recent, recent, but you know, you know of these three. Giggs. Giggs is, so Giggs was the closest in age to Alexander Arnold. So he was the third youngest. He was 22, okay. but just a Skulls. few days younger. Not Skulls. Beckham? Nope. I'm naming the whole team. Uh, <laughs> well, you're on the right track. Um, honestly, I don't know anyone There's else. Another I'm... United player. Well, former United. Uh, Wayne Rooney? Wayne Rooney. twenty. He was also 22, but a little younger than Gibbs and Alexander Arnold. He was the second youngest. Okay. The youngest was 20 years old. A bunch of assists. When you think of Premier League players that got a lot of assists, who uh Silva. Huh? But those guys we're them. talking older than these guys, huh? A little, yeah, a little before them. He played for a few other teams, but the main t- I mean he played for you know <laughs> huh. Sesk? Yep, it was Sesk. He was 20. When he did it, 35 assists, the magic hat. So, yeah. So, but you know, what's interesting. None of these guys were defenders. We're, we're right back. So um, I guess props to Alexander Arnold for being on that yeah. list. And um, man, I mean, it's tough when, I, when you're choosing between him and Kyle Walker, but I think all around, I'm going with Trent still, bro. Like okay. I think Kyle Walker is very good, very underrated in the world. We talk about underrated players with a lot. I think Walker's right up there. But man, what I, what I, I mean, Trent's fucking playing midfield now for England. That's insane. People from midfield get sent back down. You know, that's yeah. that's usually how the progression goes. This guy's going up. That's crazy, yeah. bro. So actually, it's funny you brought up Kyle Walker. Did you hear about what happened when uh, De Bruyne and Foden were tricked? So, you know, they were releasing the FIFA ratings, I think, just what, yesterday or something or today? I saw the clip, yeah. Did you see the clip when they showed that uh, Kyle Walker has a speed of 78? Yeah. And uh, Foden walked out of the room. So, that's cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to other stuff. Well, let's just talk about that one. This was the next few, I think we'll talk very briefly because not much happened in them. I think those three were like the main three games this week. Um, and also, you're looking at uh, United, Liverpool, Chelsea that are at the top. Um, but let's talk about City. City winning one nothing at Leicester. Last year, they had issues in this fixture. I think it was 5 2 Leicester. So, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva scoring in the 62nd minute. Uh, City have now won three in a row after a rough first match. But, you know, this game outside of the first half that kind of had a little back and forth, I didn't think have too, had too much to it. Before we talk about City, I don't know if there's much to say about City. Um, what do you make of this Leicester team, though? I feel like they didn't put the fight that you'd expect Leicester to put in at home. Also, another point, um, City beats Leicester, and Leicester's the talking point. That speaks volumes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I just think I think there wasn't much to say about. I mean, it's just a one nothing. You know, if they won like three or four nothing, then you'd say, "Oh, the clinical city is back." But it was kind of. So here's my take on Leicester. I think the past four years we've looked at them as like they're actually good. They're a dark horse, but this year, I think people will rate them. But it's not like they're a dark horse. Like I don't see them as much of a threat. 
with, with, you know, the way they've played. I mean, they've really only beaten Norwich and a Wolves team, which has been very disappointing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the milk's going stale at Leicester, man. I think that Cinderella, I think the slipper, I think they're, I think, you know, maybe Leicester's getting older and the slipper is starting to, you know, get become a little too small. You know, okay. Jamie Vardy, I mean, even though he's still kind of banging goals, I mean, they're just all getting a little old and I think a little tired of it. I don't know. Like, I feel like <laughs> James Madison isn't really there. No. Um, I mean, like these, I don't know. No, they, I just don't see them as much of a threat. I don't know. Who's their manager? Brendan Rodgers, mate. Is it is it maybe that they're just not sneaking up on anyone anymore? No, like it's done, bro. Play? The yeah. Leicester is going to be that eighth or ninth place team, and that's just how it is, man. And we could revisit this episode at the end of the season. They'll finish eighth or ninth. They're not going to be anything special, but they'll they'll get the job done against like Norwich and, um, you know, Palace or something like that. You know, eighth or ninth. Do you think Arsenal finishes above Leicester this year? I can't judge Arsenal because it depends who their next manager is going to be. Okay. So, um, Leicester, uh, yeah, I don't know what their deal is, but you know, they were out possessed big time, which again, again, city's not a big deal, but you're at home and you're Leicester. You're supposed to make that next leap, you know, 39% possession. They only had six goal attempts to 25 for, for city one shot on goal. It's just, you know, after they won last year, five, two in this fixture, you kind of expected a little more. I thought this game would be better. It wasn't a great game. I'll give City's defense credit. I don't think they've given up a goal in those past three games. Right after that that uh, failure against uh, Tottenham, um, they've held down a couple bad teams, but this was the first quote unquote good team. Uh, but yeah. yeah, again, they'll. We mentioned Liverpool's tests on October third. That's the same test for City that's coming up. October third is the day to circle on the calendar at Liverpool. Um, Let's but talk. I guess. Let's not take anything away from from City, though. I mean, like they had twenty five goal attempts to Leicester six. Right. I mean, they were berating. Um, they were berating uh, our boy in that. What's his name? Casper. Michael. So, yeah. Yeah. So. You know. Yeah, they were berating him so bad that Yannick Vestergaard got subbed off. Which why is Yannick Vestergaard on Leicester? I have no idea, dude. Okay. I have no idea. So let's talk about another team that is uh, so city's on nine points right now. And they sit in fifth. There is a group of four with 10 points. We talked about United. We talked about Liverpool. Chelsea's one of those other teams, three nil winners over Aston Villa, Lukaku getting the brace, which by the way, now puts him only one goal away from the, uh, the golden boot leader. Uh, Kovacic getting the other goal. I think just a pretty much. How is Kovacic still on Chelsea? I feel like he's, I mean, he's a good player, but like, if you're Chelsea, he's just someone I feel like maybe you're better off just selling. Like he's always a bench player and like, I don't know. yeah. Didn't he have a goal and an assist in this? Oh, game? he started, bro. Wow, that's bananas. Yeah. I would never start him on my team. <laughs> what's he good at? Like, you know, like what's Kovacic good at? Do you know? Just what do you think the little intermediary things? It's just good to have cover because they're in so many competitions. You've got to have they've got a lot of midfielders. You know, although I will say I didn't mention this, Saul with quite a shocker. Do you think we need to give him a little time? Who? Saul. He had quite a shocker. He didn't play that well. Turned oh. over a few balls. Uh, but luckily for him, Tyrone Mings has been pretty bad this season for Villa. So that kind of canceled it out. Oh. Um, but uh, also, but, I didn't know he was on loan. I thought they bought him. He's on loan. Yeah, it's a loan. It's a loan. I, I believe there might be an option to buy it there somewhere. But yeah. 
Um, again, I, it's his first Premier League game, and I, I think he maybe only had, what, one training session probably with the team. So I, I'm not going to get on Saul's case. They can get away with it. It just was so clinical for Chelsea that, you know, to me, it their games to them, like the, the, the ones they've won against uh, Villa and Arsenal, just seemed so easy. They, You know, I, I'm wondering, I, and I'll ask Brian, as a Chelsea fan, like, do you watch these games? with? And I don't know what it's like to watch a game with, like, no worries or just ease that things are just going to be all right. You know, I feel like that's how Chelsea games have been this year. You have no, you know, no imagination that they're going to blow it at all. Um, so for me, it's just I like mean, a, a game against Liverpool wasn't exactly a walk in the park for them. Well, yeah, but I mean, in terms of like, you, you know, I'm not talking about the big games because you're always nervous at all times during the big games. But I'm talking about games against teams you should beat. You know, there's still still some during the season. You always have some games where there's that nervousness that shouldn't be there. I just feel like this game, even when they're up one nil, just like, ah, it's going to be an easy win. Like, what are they worried about? <laughs> yeah. Really I mean, but yeah. And Villa is no pushover. So this is a really good win for Chelsea. Um, well, that gets me thinking though. Now, are you a little, N'Golo like, Conte, Villa, was it, been, he's not in. Who? This is without N'Golo Conte too. Yeah. Well, so, you know, props to Chelsea, but it brings me on Aston Villa a little bit, actually. Like, I, you know, well, they were missing the, cor- they were missing the COVID boys. Let's not forget that. The Argentina. No, that's true. I mean, Jed Steer was in goal, who I've never heard of in my life. You played Jed, mate. <laughs> Jed Steer, you know, I, I, I don't think he made too many big errors. Uh, to me, Mings has, has had issues, though. And that's the thing. Like, this team, and in midfield, we talked about how, okay, they've, they've brought in so many players. But where's Leon Bailey, mate? This guy doesn't play. They, they, they bought Leon Bailey, and I, he, he got subbed on. But man, I mean, when's this man going to start? You paid money for Leon Bailey. What's going on with this guy? What's happening yeah. there? Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and of course, know. Buendia was out. I mean, that's I, I get that. That that's a big, a big yeah. miss. But you have Ings and Watkins up front. I just feel like this team needs to be clicking more. And and if they keep playing games like this, and and they keep making errors in the back with Mings, I mean, Twanzebe has been has been decent actually on loan, but. But man, if they keep making these errors, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too sure about there's them. One, lad. There's one person that I'm kind of sketch on that they put on is this lad, um, Jacob Ramsey. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, he's a, he's actually an up and coming young player. Yeah, but like when you name, I mean, they had Al Ghazi. Put Al Ghazi out there. <laughs> is That's, this a bias take, mate? It's not, bro. He's not bad. But Ramsey's like, an up and coming young. He's one of those young players that's going to be really. Yeah, but good. I don't think you well. put him in this game. This is not okay. a game you, you do the Jacob Ramsey experiment in. You <laughs> know, he's coach. pretty good if you watch him. But they were missing two players. And me personally, I don't rate um, Dean Smith. Yeah. Is that a I don't rate yep. him. It's not Smith Dean. I don't, I don't rate him. I'm okay. sorry. I know a lot of people like him, but I just don't rate him. Well, I'll say this too. I, this is why I worry for him. He'll get fired this football. season. You think he's going to get fired? Yeah. Well, that'd be sooner rather than later because they sit at four points in four games, which that shouldn't worry anyone. It's like, okay, that's fine. They've played Chelsea um, with, with no players. I mean, they drew Brentford at home. That was a bit worrying and they lost to Watford. So to me, when you do these things, that's worrying. And then their next three matches, mate, you look and they're looking at Everton this week at Manchester United and at Tottenham, and oh, by the way, in between there, they play at Chelsea in EFL Cup. So <laughs> it's a brutal, brutal schedule where after they play Everton, they have three road games against Chelsea, United, and Tottenham. So 
I mean, if they fall by the eight ball, you know, a team that just starts losing matches, you know, their, their, their confidence goes away. So they'll need some real leaders. And mm-hmm. that, that's what worries me, mate. Cause Jack Grealish was that guy that, that, that can talk him out of it. But now who's it going to be, who's going to be the player? Is It going to be Danny Ings. Who's going to be talking to them when they're, when they're in that rut that I expect them to be in late in uh, mid October, I guess. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I think Villa to me is a team to look out for. Uh, those top three or four teams though are going to be fun this year. Chelsea, Liverpool, United. Uh, City is in fifth. That fourth place team is Everton. Uh, we will just, I guess I'll briefly mention them. They're kind of in my quick over talk view, but uh, 3-1 winners over Burnley. Ben, me actually scoring the first goal of the match, but then Everton scoring three times in 379 seconds. Michael Keane, Andros Townsend with a cracker. And Damari Gray, who's having an amazing start to the season. You were watching this match. You said it was bananas. Uh, I'll admit bro, I was teaching. What happened in this match? Bro, so, like, I was kind of intrigued because I saw Ben Mee score, and I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Like, yeah. And then, like, there was also um, – they. so Everton had actually scored – four goals in 67 minutes but one of the call one of the goals got called back uh because oh. uh like a little mini offsides but that's why i said it was after that fourth goal i was like this is wild because this team is just scoring like four goals in like seven minutes that's crazy like that's the robert lewandowski against german farmers level but like <laughs> you know it's just crazy how quick they turn things around and that little that span they just looked like Barcelona on on every drug known to man. It was insane. I was like, wow, Everton is really good this year. And the fans were, were going crazy. Um, they are, dude, they're really fun to watch when they're clicking. Um, granted, I didn't really watch the first half, so I don't know. But that second half, Everton was fucking fun to watch. And it kind of scared me. But, um, you know, Richarlison's becoming that one guy who's coming out with some absurd comments in the press. And and he is one, he's a Diego Costa type player too. Like he is, he is. a shit housery guy. And I don't know. So I don't know if he's like trying to play a certain character in the media and really get these Evertonians behind him and love him. Cause the shit he's saying is, is wild, but um, dude, they have a really, a really good team. And Andrews Townsend does not look out of place. I mean, a lot of people said like he might be too old for this move or what, but dude, he's, he's playing great, dude. They have some experienced guys with youth, some hungry people. I mean, you have Richie that's trying to fight for his uh, Barcelona move. Um, and they have some, they have a good bench too. How about Damari Gray for 1.5 million? How about that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. He started on the, on the, on the left wing. Um, 25 him up in fantasy. I picked yeah. him up in fantasy. Yeah, he scored three goals in four games. So, mm-hmm. um, damn, bro. And this is without Dominic Calvert-Lewin and without Hamas. I mean, we don't know if Hamas is going to play, I guess. Is that what it is? Does he have COVID? Or? I just don't think he'll play. I don't think he's. I don't think he wants to play for them. I think the COVID thing was a cover-up. And at this point, he doesn't even know who the hell they're playing next. And Man, I, don't I don't think, think you could fake say you have COVID. So, I don't know what that <laughs> I don't think Rafa is interested. I think he, you know, now that Ancelotti is gone, I think which they're going to sell him in January. Which is a strong statement, I think, to say, look at someone like James Rodriguez on Everton and be like, you're out. Like, you know what I mean? That's uh, Benitez is really doing well with, with this team. And I think you're, you brought in someone that understands the culture and, and the fans of this team. And 
damn, they are. And, and he has the respect of all these guys. I mean, at the end of the day, he is Rafa Benitez. Like, maybe not Carl Ancelotti, but he's a fucking great manager. So, they'll be interested to see what, what happens when they bring back Calvert-Lewin. I mean, they're just going to have another option there. And, and if Hamas decides to play again, that. So, yeah, dude, they're they're a scary team. And and we, you and me actually mentioned it. Um, we said there there are dark horse this year that of a team that could possibly challenge for the top four Mm -hmm. and they continue to show it man i mean this is a team whose schedule you know this is about who you play and when you play them they've beaten uh southampton brighton is you know is a good team this year at brighton uh burnley and their next fixtures are at villa who villa struggled a bit and then they play norwich dcl comes back when they play at man united circle that game on october 2nd october 2nd and 3rd you're gonna have some big games but circle yeah. October 2nd at Man United, that I think will tell us a lot about where this team's going to go. And I think it helps that they have Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison because those are two great players. And with a lot of teams, like in the past, we looked at, you know, certain teams where it's like if one guy gets injured, they're fucked. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Everton is I can't really say if, if one guy gets injured, they're fucked. Like you would, just, you would think like, oh, Richarlison, where are the goals going to come from? But no, Calvert-Lewin will come in. Or like if they want to play, you know, it's just, and there's so many ways they could play these guys. That's what's so great about Decore and Allen and why they were great signings, I think, because they play anywhere in the midfield. So Mm -hmm. shout out Rafa for really doing well with the squad that he's given. So yeah, you're right. Easy schedule, but they're doing the best with it. Yeah. Let's see what happens with this team. It'll be fun to monitor Uh, a team that got their first win the season, no longer 20th place. Shout out Uh, Arsenal one, nothing winners. Uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang with, what might be, you know, seen as a, as a fortunate goal there in the 66th minute, but it's safe to say the team did deserve quite a few goals leading up to it. Um, he does love playing against Norwich. That's his fifth goal in three matches against the Canaries. Um, again, they could have scored more. My question is, it's a one nothing result at the end of the day. You look at the scoreline, and as, as someone that maybe, you know, say someone didn't watch the match. They see that scoreline, they say, hmm, that's a me. team that I needed to win by more. Is that you? I didn't watch the game. Though. You didn't watch the match. You saw the scoreline. Is that result to you underwhelming or is it more important for them that they get these three points, get a little confidence and move on? Um, I think getting the points and moving on is, is good. I think especially getting a clean sheet with um, some of the woes that they've had and questions with the Ben White play. Yes. So I will say this. So I'll give a little report here. Here's the cat. Here's the interesting thing. Go look who started in goal for them. Uh, who was they it? dropped Burn Leno. They dropped Burn Leno. So who's their backup? They played Aaron Ramsdale, who they've just bought oh. for, for 20 million. So I think the Burn Leno experiment is already over. I, I believe they're gonna go with and, and if and the thing is a lot of Arsenal fans, when they were buying Ramsdale, not interested. They were they were like, Why are we paying this much for him? After this week's match, he's one of people's favorite players, and it's not because he had to make a lot of saves. He didn't have to do too much. He, the new, uh, Norwich had uh, one shot on goal. So the man made one save. Why do people love him? You know, it when a goalie is exuberant, it gets excited when the team makes a goal, when he's, you know, demonstrative, that's what he was in this match. And a lot of the fans loved it, loved the player now. So he was in uh, on defense. They had their main center back pairing of Garbalish with Ben White, who we hadn't seen this year together. Um, they had the Japanese lad playing it right back. Tomasayu played, and a lot of fans 
you know, liked what they saw from him, but he, he played a 60 minutes, wanted to get introduced nice and slow. And Thomas Party got introduced late into this match. He didn't play until the 60th minute. And when he came in, when Smith Rowe came in, because he didn't start, they should have scored like four or five. Like they hit the post two times. Uh, they were, they're finishing, you know, a lot, lot to be des- left desired there, but you'd think that'd come around, you know, and then in the match, they had Saka, Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Pepe, and Aubameyang all on the pitch. Should have scored more. I know Brian's going to be pissed, and I'll mention in the gambling corner why. I'm excited. They just got the win. You know, that scoreline looks like shit. I wanted them to get the goal differential back to a more respectable number. But as an Arsenal fan, you got to be happy. They just won a match. Um, <laughs> you need good news somewhere, and you can't get too picky when your team hasn't even uh, drawn a match. So, um, yeah, you know, just speaking on it, you look at this lineup, you look at who started, you had Lokanga and Maitland-Niles. You know, talk about a team that you can – come out and say something on Twitter and then just start or Instagram and start the next game. That's wild. Uh, but I think going forward, we'll see Lokanga and party there. I don't think Milan Niles will be starting too many games, yeah. but I think he could rotate it right back with this Japanese lad because I didn't, I never in my life again, want to see chambers or Cedric Soros. That's what I'm <laughs> going to say about that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And I do want to say, cause it's back. Pookie watch. didn't score but he looked dangerous a couple times he was he was held in check so shout out pookie okay that's all i got on that one um and we'll just round it out a few more matches this weekend brentford nil brighton one trissard a late late winner poor brentford fans uh seeing defeat at home watford losing at home 2-0 to wolves wolves finally scoring their first goal of the season was an own goal from sierra alta of watford and then they finally did score one for themselves in the 83rd minute. Whoever had money on Huang He Chan, uh, yeah, collect because that that's a wild shout for. I didn't even know this man was on their team. I don't know who he is. I got him from um, Red Bull Leipzig, I believe. Okay, so yeah, he scored their first goal this season. And Southampton and West Ham in what is the most disappointing match? Nil nil. And for you fantasy owners of Mikel Antonio, he got a red card, so he won't be playing in the next match. Uh, suspended a game, picked up a stupid yellow late in the match. And I think it could cost them uh, because they have a pretty big match coming up. Uh, any Anything of note from those three matches that you noticed or saw? No, man. Just, you know, butter being put on toast, bro. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I did want to know those. Yeah, that was pretty wild that um, Brighton uh, did get the late winner. But they're, they're looking good. Brighton's got a lot of points. I think they have nine. Um, I do want to say now, let's go to the comments real quick. Match day for XG. So I know you said you don't know what XG is. That's a expected goal. So there's a statistic, I guess, that says. Uh, at the end of a game? They mentioned it at the end of the game, but they added up throughout the match that based on a situation, let's say Salah's one-on-one against the goalie, he's expected to score that, what, maybe 90% of the time. So right. they'd get an XG of 0.9 on that play. So if he, whether he scores or not, they get 0.9 and then it just adds up throughout the different chances they have. Um, so basically it's supposed to forecast based on how your team played, how many goals they should have scored or that. They yeah. Could have. Uh, I just wanted to put this stat there. Liverpool had 4.57 as their XG, which is a really quite a high number, which means yeah. they peppered the shit out of uh, leads. Man city was second with 3.02. Arsenal was third with 2.98 United 2.89 and Palace against Tottenham, 2.88. 
Um, it's a good so number to see, but um, it's also not a number you want to be known for because you want to capitalize on those chances. But yeah. honestly, to have that XG and Liverpool still winning three nothing, I mean that just means you missed on one opportunity. At you know everything considered, um, you know, yeah, you weren't oh. far off that number. You were just one, yeah. you know, one point five seven off. Not like uh, United, who was well over their number. They they were supposed to score two point eight nine. They scored four. So I, I just think yeah. that XG, given the circumstance that they were man up for a good amount of time, um, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. Actually, that is kind of like we should have probably gotten four, but whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> I well, I agree because I wanted Salah to get another one. But uh, but anyway, um, some fun things I came across just actually today. I don't know if you saw John Terry. There was a lot of talk about him going to. Um, I told everyone. Yeah, I told you guys in PFL. Did you hear what he did though today? No. He put out an Instagram. He, this is his Instagram. It states the following. Uh, you know, you put out those stories and it's uh, just yeah. all text. It says, I just want to distance myself from the Nottingham Forest job and all the speculation surrounding myself with the job. Unfortunately, I can't control the media, but it's important to know it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. Chris is the manager. I think he's talking about Chris... Uh, Chris, what not the guy that used to be the Norwich guy, right? Chris is the manager and someone I have a lot of respect for. I was, I wish Chris and the team all the very best for the season. It's unfair when Chris is in a job to put my name to something. So he says he's distancing himself from the job. Is that just a precursor of him getting it? I don't even know what that means. Like, what do you, what does that even mean? I'm distancing myself. Like you're not going to do it or yeah, he's saying that that's he's, he's trying to say the rumors are not true. Do you think he's just saying that? So it's not a distraction for Chris, Chris, uh, is it Hewden? Whatever the guy's name is. I think he's you know. better off just not saying anything. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Because now people are talking about it more. So John Terry, you done goofed up. Well, they were, yeah, that's true. But to some extent they're talking about it a lot. So maybe by saying this, maybe people will get bite for a little bit after this week. I don't know what John Terry is looking for. Like what, what's his, <laughs> what's his end game? Yeah, what are you what are you trying to do here, bro? Like, all right, yeah, I don't know. So, um, uh, another fun thing I wanted to uh, mention. Interesting uh, thing. That Question: came Would you today. take him at Arsenal? No, no. How about Frank Lampard? No, I want Graham Potter. If we get anyone, would you? You can you can say no. Would you take Steven Gerrard? Right now, I want Graham Potter and only Graham. Potter. <laughs> okay. If if I had to choose between those three. I don't know. That's tough. I God, if I had to choose between those three, I'd probably go Lampard. I don't want any Chelsea or not Lampard. I'd go um, Gerard. I don't want any Chelsea people managing Arsenal. That'd be wild. We already had we already had Agent Check, William, and David Luiz come in and wreck everything. We don't need a manager to come in and wreck everything too. So I I trust even Gerard more because there isn't as much bad blood between Arsenal and Liverpool as there would have been between Arsenal and Chelsea. So yeah, that's if I had to answer that. Uh, but I want Graham Potter if they're going to get someone else. And a lot of Arsenal fans want Conte, but I want Graham Potter if if Arteta doesn't want it. So um, fun, fun, interesting fact that we've all been talking about Ted Lasso. There is going to be a third season. Okay, so that's the good news. How much do you think Jason Sudeikis is going to get per episode on season three? There's going to be 10 episodes. I, I think so. I don't know how many there will be, but I just found out today well, reportedly, how much he'll make per episode. I mean, they're only like 45 minutes. So, I mean, you, you can't go too high with the number, but. Oh, um, 750K. 
You're close. One million per episode. Wow. And his banana. But I mean, he's good. He's good. That's all yeah, I those see. California taxes are going to get to that number too. So that'll be lower. That's true. Well, how far are you on that? By the way, I have not seen the latest episode. Oh no, I I'm still I still need to watch season two. Oh wow! When you see the first, I can't watch it here. Why is that? Because my hacked thing is only on my my TV. Oh, and in Chicago, I'm currently in the six. All right. Well, if you need any information on, well, yeah, I actually I'm hacking. I'm I'm getting the the password from Brian. So. Anyway, uh, yeah, when you get a chance, please tell me when you've seen the first episode because I love I think I've seen episodes. bits and pieces of it. I think I fall asleep watching it. It's when, okay. um, well, I'll just say a dog. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think I've life seen three-fourths of that episode. Life is Life. The, the song that comes on at the end is Life is Life. I mean, guys, listen- to the end. Yeah, but I'm just going to say I listened to that song like after that episode like two days straight, like nonstop driving to school. And actually it was... Maradona song. So that's just a heads up. I think that episode probably came out around when he, when he passed or something. So oh, anyway, um, so that's that. Shout out Maradona. Uh, few updates. Shout out Maradona. Few updates. Let's go to the Portuguese league. Uh, Maritimo. Big news in the chat yesterday. They had a huge home match against Aruca. We still don't know why they were not at their home stadium. They were at, I believe, Nacional Stadium up in the mountains. Uh, I actually have tweeted their account to ask them why. They have not answered. We're still waiting for a response on what happened there. Uh, but I think the altitude got to them because they only drew 2-2 to a team that was in 16th in the table. They, I saw the first half because I, I was teaching during the second, but they looked so bad for the first 20 minutes, mate. And, and Aruka struck in, in the eighth minute. We had an answer um, in his first match for the team. Uh, shit, what was, the, what was the last thing that scored? Ricardinho or something? Ricardinho, bro. Yeah. He, he scored on a follow-up from Alipur's shot, and then the manager was in it, man. Velasquez was in it, and he was pushing the team on. They were playing well. Alipur strikes a pen just before the end of half. They're up 2-1. I come back from class. They've fucking drawn. And, and Vidigal got a goddamn red card. What's going on with this team, man? I'm yeah, getting, I'm getting know, emotional. That was um, in recent times. There have been draws, but that one, you really felt like it was a loss. Like Yes. It was one of those games and it really hit hard with this one, I feel like, because we're head over, it was head over shoulders. Um, did I just say a shampoo brand? Whatever. We're way head better. Shoulders, than, baby, shout out. We're, <laughs> we're way better than Aruka. These yes. are the games um, that we're hoping to get three points on because it's at home, you know, or, or back at the island. But mm-hmm. The concern, you know, it is it is tough when not playing on your home on your home home pitch. And for the people not familiar with Madeira, um, the elevation change between where they play compared to where Nacional is pretty fucking big, man. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, it, it it sucks, and I feel like that's a game we should have come out with three points, and it sucks. But I'm gu- I'm gutted. I'm gutted, man. Yeah. But next match is against Familia Cow who sits in second to last. They have two points out of five matches. It is but a road it's on the match. Road. It's a road match, but you want to win. You want, this is, a team are, that is you know, this is the palace of the Portuguese leagues though, man. It's a trap game in the village. So maybe a point. Okay. That's fine. We sit in 11th and note 16, 17, and 18, because there's only 18 teams get relegated. So Maritimo sit in 11th last season. They were in 15th. 
they're in a relegation battle. So we're hoping this year to avoid that. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. Like some of the other draws, you know, they were much better. It was Porto. We drew against Porto. That's fine. You know, but yeah. uh, Estoril, um, well, no, they lost that one, but you know, that was a bad Porto one. was a draw and who else was a draw? Um, that's it. Aruko, Aruka. Yep. That, that's a bad draw. But anyway, let's see what happens. Familia next. Huh? I'm looking for a one, a two, one win. That's, you know, if we get two goals, we could beat, we could beat this yeah. Rancho team. So I'm hoping for the dub. I'll have the match on. It is 9.30 in the morning on Saturday, yeah, Central Time. And I will probably have it hacked on one of my – people are asking how I find it. I, I have some I have some sites. I can't say it, but I have some sites. So yeah, um, I can spread it to you if you are not too worried about potentially getting a virus. So also, um, good news, Joel is yes. uh, making a, a return. He's in contention to play soon, so let's fucking go. So Joel's not dead. Exactly. So um, – Let's talk a little Champions League. Now, I'll admit, I did see the earlier games. I was in class for the later ones, so I'm going to see these scores for the first time right now. But the first, the early games I saw um, were absolutely bananas. And I'm going to start with the United match real quick. You know, losing 2-1 on a bad turnover from, from Lingard, which is finished by our boy Pifak, uh, Jordan Siabachu, the, the U.S. international, um, finishing quite an easy chance. But the, the story of the match was Aaron Juan Basaka going heads gone, getting a red card, uh, really putting his team in a bad position. Otherwise, I thought United may have cruised in this match had they not had that issue. Yeah. Um, it's a shocker, and it's uh, going to be interesting to see how they respond to that to that loss because I think luckily for United, though, they're um, – I don't think their group is as hard as it could be. I think they have mm-hmm. Atalanta and Villarreal in there. So Villarreal is yeah. not playing the best soccer at the moment. And Atalanta is being Atalanta. So, you know, that's those are some things they got to go back to the drawing board and look at. And some some bad errors were made. So um, shocker from Wamba Saka, though, to say the least. That's a shocker. I will say that is the beauty of Champions League, though, like that you could, I mean, there's, you could get away with blowing one match in the group stage or, or you know, but then you got to pick up the pieces. At least it was an away match. At least that wasn't the old trap. Yeah, they were in Switzerland. So, yeah. So let's, yeah, let's see what happens there. Wild match also, the other early game that, again, I had some eyes on. Sevilla drawing Salzburg 1 1. Uh, why was this match really, you know, known? Well, there were four penalties in the first half uh, given, um, three for Salzburg. And one for Sevilla. Sevilla gets theirs. Salzburg goes one for three on their yeah. pens, mate. When you're on the road, you've got to connect more than that. Yeah. Um, that's 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 a rough one for, for Salzburg because if they could have gotten three points against Sevilla in Spain, mm-hmm. that would have really looked good for Salzburg. And I don't think they're a rollover team by any means. I mean, they're in good form. So... That's 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 one that they're going to be looking back and they could be regretting it by the end of the group stages. Yeah, on top of it, uh, there was a red card for Sevilla. El El uh, Nasiri yeah. got a second yellow, so they played yeah. thirty minutes with a man up. Yeah, so, yeah, man. I, I must say, uh, Salzburg. You know, going into it, if you told them they get one one, probably would be okay with it. Um, and they kind of got they're off the hook a little bit because Lille and Wolfsburg also drew one one in their group. So that was another result. But let's just kind of talk about some of the main 
main ones, Bayern Munich winning at Camp Nou 3-0 over Barcelona. Um, Muller, Lewandowski uh, scoring twice. So, you know, you I think maybe you caught some of this match. What were your thoughts on this? Because I'll admit I didn't see a minute of these games. You know, they're Barcelona. So I forgot which which game it was that I watched, but they ended up winning 4-2. But they were up 2-0. And they scored two goals in like the 93rd and 95th minute. And it's I don't know, man. They're bad, bro. Barcelona. They're bad. They're bad. They were, yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. You look their at that defense team. is shocking, mate. Like they're bad defensively and they have PK there, but they're just bad. I don't know if it's tracking back or, or what it is. And their attack is, is all right. But like Luke de young was starting at striker for them today. That's like, bro. Like that's not, that's not good enough, mate. That's not Barcelona. Like, well, that's what I was going to say. You've gone from Messi Suarez and Neymar to de young and to pay. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The pay is great. He's a great player. I think he's actually coming off of a hat trick in for the Netherlands against Turkey. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I believe so. I honestly think him and, um, and Frankie de young are the only like two legit threats in that, in that attack. I mean, Pedri's like still young, you know, I don't think he's really, I don't know. You know, they, I don't see where they're good is what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) <laughs> but you know what's funny really bad and this isn't necessarily an amazing Bayern team like it's not I mean they're good but they're not like amazing right right but but, but what's funny is that their strikers their strikers were Luke de Jong from from Newcastle and when Memphis Depay was on United if you told me at though at that time when they were both struggling in the Premier League they yeah. were strikers for Barcelona in 2022 at a Champions League match I would have fucking laughed at you and um, and you had people like legit saying like damn we're missing Braithwaite I saw that on Twitter it's just like wow like the state bro like bro this guy was at Cardiff like four years ago like right yeah they were they were missing Aguero but I don't think they'll ever get him back uh Osman Fati I think Fati might be coming back very soon from that long-term injury so that'll be interesting to see they'll definitely look different when Aguero Dembele and Fati come back but Fati and Aguero are going to come back. I don't know what's going on with Dembele, though. That's that's a worry for them. And you'd hope they put out a better backline. PK's looking down his line. He sees Eric Garcia and Ronald Arroyo, whoever that, <laughs> that is. Araujo. Araujo. I've never heard of that motherfucker in my life. So anyway, yeah. He transferred um, from a team called Boston River last year, apparently. <laughs> Boston, Boston River? I'm not even <laughs> kidding, mate. What league are they in? <laughs> oh my lord well the boss shout out boston river uh, yeah barcelona though is um it's it's weird here's here's my little my little thing for them is you know what if you're if you're playing fifa and you're doing a career mode do barcelona rebuild them back because wow they're this is tragic what they're dealing with yeah and, and i was seeing whispers that you know because uh byron's been playing musiala a lot on the wing that uh, Serge Gnabry might be available. Arsenal might be knocking. But anyway, um, Musiala, Lewandowski, Sané, uh, Muller, Goretzka all up front. So, you know, of course. Sané's kind of playing like trash too. Who? Sané. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens out of that. But Bayern, I kind of did expect them to win, but not necessarily 3 nothing at, at Barcelona. So do you think that Barcelona pro- 
might not get it. So pretty much they're only comp. It's going to be Benfica. It's Bayern, Benfica, or Barcelona. Do you think, based off your rough knowledge, I know you're not tuning into Barcelona or Benfica games. Do you think Barcelona might not make it to the next group stage, to the next stage? I don't know when the last time I've ever seen Barcelona not make it out of the group stage. I don't think it's ever happened during either our lifetimes, if I'm being honest. I think Benfica has a shot, although I think there was damage today. They drew at Kiev 0-0. And don't get me wrong, Dinamo Kiev is not an easy place to play at. But I think if Benfica wants to compete or, or pass Barcelona, that's a match they should have gotten three points from. Did I think Do you Barcelona? think Barcelona is going to go to Kiev and get three? Yes. Yeah. I think that's one match they'll get through. But I think I think Benfica will be close. But I think they should have gotten three points out of that match if they wanted to well, have any hope. We'll we'll be cheering for Benfica, not only yeah. that, you know, because they're uh, in the same league as Marissimo. So we got to yeah. make sure the uh, Portuguese league looks good. And you also stayed just a few blocks away from their actual stadium. After yeah, I was I was like a few hundred feet away from their stadium on the on match day. It was wild. It was loud, and uh, I wanted to go, but it would have required me to get another COVID test that I couldn't get in time for the match. So, uh, and also I needed to do a couple of things uh, <laughs> with uh, with the lady. So yeah, you do have a wife. So that's true, the wife. Um, so yeah, there was that. Uh, other <laughs> matches: Chelsea won Zenit nil. Our boy Serdar Asmun with the you know losing. Look, uh, Lukaku getting the best of him there, scoring a goal. Um, Juventus three Malmo nil is another uh, notable result. And Villarreal, our boy Unai, um, getting a red card, though that red card was late enough, and it was Francis Coughlin, so shout out to him. Um, but it was late enough that it was like six minutes left in the match, uh, drawing with Atalanta and a quite exciting. Uh, what I would anticipate was exciting. I didn't watch it match. So um, anything you got to say about any of the other matches? Um, that just Juve. They're in such poor form in Syria. I think this was a good win for them. Even, you know, in Sweden, it's not an easy game. So mm-hmm. that's one game that really, I guess, stuck out with me. And um, Chelsea only winning by one against Zenit. I mean, I think Zenit won the Russian league last year. I'm not hundred percent sure, but um, I don't know. Maybe I thought that they would have won by more. That's all. Yeah. Especially at home, like you're saying. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I'm surprised Asmund's still there, man. I'm hoping he can move to maybe a little bit of a better team. So I think, I you know, know I, something that I've learned about Persians and Iranians is when they go to Russia, they really like it there for some reason. So <laughs> yeah. So, so I think he might be saying. yeah. All right. So um, the last thing I want to mention in comments before we get to nonsense, we're going a bit long here. I'll talk about shame on Brian. Brian nominated a dog for nonsense of the week. If you saw the cricket match where the dog, did you see the cricket match where the dog ran in and, so there was a cricket match. I don't know what level this cricket match was, um, if it was a high-level match. Uh, but apparently a – it looked like it was a women's match, but some dog was on a leash, and it was uh, – it's on our um, – it is on our account at the footy corner. Some dog on a leash went out and took the ball and started running around, so the match got delayed. I don't think it was a pro match. But uh, shame on you, Brian, for for nominating the dog as not the week. I, I mean, it was a joke probably, but um, – <laughs> Thoughts, thoughts on this dog getting nominated? Um, that's wild. I mean, the All dog right. is probably more interesting than the match, if we're being honest. So I'm not a big cricket guy. Would that be nice? All right. So let's go ahead now and let's talk about the real nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. And we have a few candidates here. Some carryovers from last week because we were going so long we didn't get to them. 
Uh, so the first one, it's a bit of a shocker. I don't think many people heard of this and it kind of went under the radar. Gonzaga basketball coach, Mark Few. Uh, good job. He was, uh, he actually had his driver's license suspended now because he just got a DUI. Um, he it doesn't strike me as someone that would. Yeah, be. right. He was caught in Idaho. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, apparently, he refused to complete a field sobriety test, but provided breath samples of 0.119 and 0.12. He was issued a citation for driving under the influence. It's illegal to drive in Idaho with a blood alcohol level of 0.08 or more. I mean, it's not like he was tanked, but he was above the limit. So I didn't even know um, they had they had drinking laws in Idaho. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, isn't that wild? Like Mark Few of all people, but like that wasn't on ESPN. No one said anything about it. So yeah. uh, again, this is one where I'm going to share six and then we are, we're going to pick the four that will get presented. So you're, you know, we're on this panel. So he's one of the options. Then you have Aaron Wan-Bissaka who was allowed to play today despite pleading guilty to driving a 160,000 pound Lamborghini supercar SUV while he was disqualified on his license. So he had gotten his license already taken Ooh. away, I believe, and he didn't have any insurance. Who are we talking about here? This is Aaron Juan Bissaka. On top of getting a red card today. Oh, no. Uh, he, yeah, he's... Dude, he drives a Lamborghini SUV? Well, he was stopped behind... I don't know if that's what he has, but he, that's where he, he was stopped behind the wheel of a, of a Lamborghini SUV, uh, and he had no insurance, and his license has been suspended. So he's been cited, but he was allowed to play. He played in the Premier League match. He played. How much is this man getting paid that he could afford a freaking Lambo SUV? Got a red card. So he's for multiple things. Aaron Juan Basak is on that list. I think he needs to take a two week, just just two weeks to just stay at home and just relax. You know what I mean? Like when that much shit happens, you just got to like, just chill. You know, But he was playing like, so, so why don't they, you know what I mean? That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. And then there, there's Kieran Trippier. Did you, so during the international break, uh, Gareth Southgate played him during their uh, 4 nothing win uh, at Wembley against – who were they playing? I can't remember. Um, I, I don't remember who they played. I think it was Andorra. It was Andorra. And so Andorra had a few players that were apparently starstruck. And one player asked Trippier to swap shorts after learning he had already given his shirt away. So I – Guess he wanted to get Trippier's shirt, didn't get his shirt, but Cam was located in the Wembley Tunnel, picked up the incredible moment as the former Tottenham right back stripped to just his briefs and he handed over his shirt and shorts. Wow. <laughs> That's why Andorran player. I don't know what that was all about, but it's a bit of a of a nonce move. <laughs> Any thoughts on that, real quick? <laughs> I'm not it's not the first time I've heard of something like that happening. You've heard um, of people switching pants. Yeah. Not switching pants, but yeah, something like that. It's just, I don't know why, bro. That's so stupid. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty wild. Now this one, I think, so some of these have been silly. Now this one, though, I think will will be somewhere on the list. Um, I'm going to shout out Brian for, for sharing this one. Um, and it's actually quite heinous. So right before the transfer deadline came up, so I believe this was the... Uh, 31st uh, of August, Lazio wanted to sign Philip Kostic. Have you heard of him? He plays for Eintracht Frankfurt. He's a forward. No. Right? So Lazio wants him. He wants to go because, you know, he's not playing or whatever. He's interested. 
But the Bundesliga club did not want to sell him. So what they did was they intentionally gave Lazio a fake email address so they could tell the player that they've never that they never received a bid because the player would have been interested. So they were worried that, so that he wouldn't hear there was interest. They gave the fake email address. So, wow. so that's Eintracht Frankfurt up for nuts for giving a fake email address to their players not sold despite the player potentially wanting to be sold. <laughs> that's illegal, right? I, you know, you'd think so, but man, I don't know. That's, I mean, the deadline tra- transfer deadline passed. I'd assume he's going to get sold in January because he's probably going to be like, I don't want to deal with this. I'd be interested to see if he's played this season. <laughs> Philip Kostic, we're going to have to look that up. Someone let us know at the footy corner too, if he's played any games for Eintracht Frankfurt this year. Um, a- another fun one that, Steve suggested was uh, Holger Rune, who uh, is a tennis player, and he was uh, walking into Arthur Ashe Stadium, and instead of bringing in a, a tennis uh, bag, he's about to play the best tennis player in the world, according to Steve. He brought an IKEA shopping bag as his tennis bag. What are your thoughts on this? It's the same thing as your boy bringing the Tesco bag, isn't it? Now, yeah, Tier- yeah, Tierney brought, but but see that one though is like it's a team game and. Okay, you know, he brings in a Tesco bag. It's it wasn't as noticeable until someone pointed out where this is like you're the main person and you're walking in with an IKEA bag. So that was pretty wild. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, which you shared with me, um, it, it was from a while ago, but it's funny that it's resurfaced. When Andros Townsend played at uh Tottenham, um, I guess something had come up or someone had posted something on Twitter that he was fine for not showing up to training. He was fine for missing training. So I guess his wife at the uh, looked was on Twitter and saw this screenshot and said, when did you get fined for not showing up to training? I just saw it on Twitter. Andrew Townsend response, huh? I got fined. Show me. And it was a screenshot from football, from football manager. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm going to give nonsense of the week to his wife for not noticing a, a, a fake thing about her husband going to train bananas <laughs> so isn't right. that why yeah that's pretty wild so what are your thoughts here we got to pick four mark mm-hmm. few cited for a dui in idaho aaron juan basaka for driving a lambo without a license or insurance kieran trippier for exchanging his shorts to an andorra player eintracht Frankfurt for giving a fake email address so their players not sold uh holger rune for walking into arthur ash stadium with an ikea bag Andros Townsend's wife for thinking he skipped training and being fooled by a football manager tweet. I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, Eintracht Frankfurt just because I think that's, I think that's just a shitty move to do. I mean, like, you know, what if the player really wanted to move when, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's truly the nonsense. Move. There's so being don't... like, there's being like sleazy, but then that's like, that's literally like illegal. Like that's just like shitty to do to the player too. You know what I mean? Um, so I'll go with that. Cause I'm pretty sure that's gotta be illegal. Like there's no way that's legal. Right. Yeah. That's pretty wild in my opinion. Yeah. I, I'd actually put them up there. I think they should be up for it. And I think they will be a favorite. Uh, so who else do, would you put up there? Would you put, um, you know, I guess for, for me, I would put Mark few maybe for getting a DUI. I don't know. I no, I don't, I'm not. No. Okay, I mean, Aaron Juan Basaka for driving a Lambo without a license or insurance. I put Wasa- Basaka over um, 
Okay, so we'll put him in there because I, I'll say this too. He's also been accused of other things. So Aaron Wan-Bissaka is in some big trouble these days a lot. Yeah, he, which uh, is why I'm saying he needs to take he needs to take two weeks, have a word with himself in the mirror and just, you know. Well, he did get a red card, so this is his time, I guess. Uh, yeah. All right, so our other options are Trippier for, for exchanging his shorts. It is a bit Nazi. He, I mean, he's wearing just his underwear then. Uh, then we got Holger Rune for the Ikea bag and Andros Townsend's wife. We need to pick two of those three if we're not picking Mark Few. Um, definitely. Uh, wow. You said me to pick what? We have to pick two out of the last four. Few, Trippier, Holger Rune, Townsend's wife. <sighs> if you pick one, I'll pick the other one. What's the um Holger Rune? Who's that? He walked in with the IKEA bag for, to play a tennis match. Um, before match. that, before that, Trippier for exchanging his shorts. Before that, Mark Few for the DUI and Townsend's wife for football <sighs> manager. No, there was another good one though. I'm gonna go with Juan Basaka. Juan, I've already highlighted him, lad. <laughs> I don't think like the some of these aren't nonce for me though. Like I think the, okay, the, I'm gonna say Mark Few getting a DUI. DUI is pretty bad, man. You can't, you've broken the law. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Mark Few. I'm sorry, I, that's my choice. So now you're left out of Trippier, Townsend's wife, and Holgerun. Trippier. All right, good. So Holgerun for the IKEA bag is off the hook. Townsend's wife off the. We had some heinous ones last week, but I it was too long ago. So again, everyone, let us know your vote. Again, the choices are Mark Few cited for DUI in Idaho, Aaron Wanton-Bissaka driving a Lambo without a license, Kieran Trippier for exchanging his shorts. For, uh, for an Andorran player's jersey and Eintracht Frankfurt for giving a fake email address so that Kostic is not sold. Yeah, that was bad. Actually, crazy. All right. So, so let's now go to our predictions. And before we do, let's see our scores. Jeff was bragging all week about being at the top of the table, but after getting 19 this past week, Arjen is now in first place with 58 points. And what it I, is. Was, I was second in the week, had 18, but I'm in third overall with 52. Jeff is in the middle of the sandwich. He has 56. So we got Arian with 58, Jeff 56. I have 52. Brian had 17 this week. Pretty good week. He has 49 overall. He's in fourth. The disappointing weeks belong to Steve and Nikhil. Steve had 11. Nikhil had 12 this week. A few, few bad picks, kind of the earlier picks. Steve actually blanked in his first four picks and Nikhil blanked in his first three. So overall, Steve has 44. Bit off the pace. Nikhil is the caboose with 35 missing a week of picks. But he's only nine off the pace of not being the Cougars. So we'll see what happens. Um, Jeff, I wanted to make this note. Jeff picked Granite Shaka as Arsenal's goal scorer a game after he'd been sent off for a red card. I'm just curious, Jeff, was this a joke? Or <laughs> was this ban- was this banter? It surely was banter. Had to have been. So probably he was bantering me. He was willing to give up a point because he thought he was in first. Now it's cost you at. Had you just picked a bombing, you would have been one point off. This is your this is your fault, mate. All right, let's do our predictions. We got an earlier show this week because we have a Friday match. Newcastle hosting Leeds. I got Newcastle two, Leeds one. My boy Joe Willock is going to score a goal. Leeds three, Newcastle one. Ooh, who scores? I'm just going to be Leeds. Got Patrick Bamford, of course. Okay, Bamford, 3-1 Leeds. Okay, wow. Uh, Wolves hosting Brentford in the early Saturday match. I got Wolves 1, Brentford 1, and I think Raul is going to finally score. Um, I'll go 1-1. One, one. 
And is Tony, who's their striker for Brentford? Tony is their striker. Tony. He talked mad shit about Arsenal this week, so he's fallen out of favor with me a little bit. But uh, he, he said something. He did say they're not where they are, which he was correct about. But he said they're not going to be good for a few more for quite a few more years. I wasn't happy about that. Norwich hosting Watford in a match that I don't know who will watch this aside from Elton John. But good God, if you watch this match, you should get a prize. Uh, I, I, I got Norwich two. You're about to spit your water. I didn't spit it out. This man spit his water out. <laughs> Mate, what? what? He spit my water out. Yeah, I got Norwich 2, Watford 1, and I think Pookie Watch will be back. I didn't think he was there. <laughs> he said no one's going to watch it. Besides... <laughs> Elton John. Can you imagine they, they show the stands and Elton John's literally the only man sitting that was in the, the worst. That was the worst type of spitting the water out because I made an attempt to swallow it. And then, like, that was not going to happen. So not only did it get in my throat, but then I spit it out. <coughs> um, dude, I'm just going to give that a 1-1. One, one. And okay. uh, Pookie. There we go. Uh, Burnley hosting Arsenal. Burnley's been chippy. They're tough at home. I got Burnley 1, Arsenal 2. I'll take a Bamiang. Who is Arsenal missing anyone? We should not be missing anyone. And I think party's in full fitness. So, no. No, no one important, I think. At Burnley, yes, that's the, that's the tricky bit. Do you know there were a few people that picked Norwich to draw us last week? So shame on you guys. That's why you all got your low scores. That's all I got to say. All right, go on. I'll say one to two, Arsenal. Okay, and uh, about me. All right, so same same deal. City hosting Southampton. I think I think City's going to win four nil. I got Sterling. I'll go three nil. And um, fuck, who's their striker? Like he, I asked that every Gabriel time. Jesus? No. Um, Bern, uh, uh, Ferran Torres has been a false nine before. Unfortunately, I think Grealish is going to score. It's okay, just like seeing go. Anakin Skywalker become Darth Vader. It's what I'm looking for. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Liverpool hosting Crystal Palace at Anfield. I got Liverpool three, Palace one, Mohamed Salah. Um, I think it's going to be three now. And I'll go Salah as well. All right. Villa hosting Everton. Will Villa get things steered right? I do not think so. I think Everton wins this 2-1. And I have my boy on my fantasy team, Damari Gray, scoring their goal. I got the same thing, but I got Richie. There you go. Richarlison is back. Brighton hosting Leicester City. This might be my shock pick of the week. I got Brighton 1, Leicester 0, Neil Mape. I got 1-1, Neil Mape. All right. So, it's uh, yeah, we, but we both do think Leicester will struggle. West Ham hosting United, but now West Ham does not have Mikel Antonio after getting the red card. Very costly red. They're at home, but United has that streak away. So I got West Ham one, United two, Cristiano Ronaldo. I'll go 2-2 and Mikel Antonio. He he got a red card. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) Drive Bowen? (laughs) I'll go Ronaldo. Ronaldo, okay. And then in the match of the week, Sunday – that leads into NFL football. So, you know, the last 30 minutes, you got to have it on. This is what I did this week with the Liverpool match. I actually had the Liverpool match on um, my big screen and I had red zone on my computer. But now this is competing with the Bears match because I think the Bears play at noon. Tottenham, Chelsea. Uh, I've got Tottenham. What happened? I'll be watching the game, the Chelsea game. Tottenham, Chelsea. I'll probably have this on my computer with the Bears game on the big screen. But I've got Tottenham nil, Chelsea two, Lukaku. Um, 
I'll go Chelsea. Chelsea three, Tottenham nil. Okay. Oh, okay. Lukaku. All right. So we, we were both confident in Chelsea. Uh, maybe next week we'll come back. I like the bet on them as well. I think it's a good bet. What do you think? That is interesting. Uh, I, I may or may not have done it. Well, let's, let's go to it. So that, that is the end of predictions. That does take us to the gambling corner. And we had an interesting week. You and Trevor did not bet. Okay. You, you decided against, you were talking on the uh, podcast about potentially betting, but I think probably thought twice and decided against it. Trevor could not bet because he was in Connecticut. So his, his bets weren't going through. And I, you know, I told him it could be imaginary bets, but I mean, I think I reckon he wasn't interested unless it's a real bet. So his bets are real bets. Steve won 13 cents. Uh, he, he lost four on picking Tottenham who lost, but then uh, he got 182 from Man City winning and 231 from Liverpool winning. So that netted him 13 wow. cents. Uh, Brian, I'm going to mention this. Brian had a three pick same game parlay mm-hmm. for the Arsenal Norwich match. Okay. It was $10 to win 36. He picked Norwich to score zero goals, which happened. He picked either team to hit the post, which Arsenal did multiple times. And he had Arsenal over one and a half, which they were so close to doing, but they got one. So he loses 10 bucks. So now he's back to negative nine, 12 overall, which is funny because he did come at us. He said, you need to record my Indy 11 picks in the standings, which we did. And then he said my fake pick this week because he said that that was the only time he'll be in the black, which is trees back in the red. Um, and then myself, I won 204. I had a city arsenal parlay, which won me 704, but then I lost five on West, uh, three on West Ham, and then two on the damn Brentford Brighton draw on a 90th minute goal. I lost that bet. Um, but hey, positive for the week, can't complain. So overall, Steve's in first by a lot. Positive $31.25 because he hit that big bet. Trevor's in second at $12.33. I'm in third at minus $2.25. Arian's in fourth at minus $8.59. And Brian is the caboose in this one, minus $9.12. So do you want me to make the picks then? Uh, and then you'll make yours? No, I just got one straight up. You, you said got max one straight up. Bucks? I'm just going to put you yeah, out. I'll actually write it down. Arian, you have one bet straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As, and I'm guessing that's Chelsea over Tottenham at minus 125. Yeah. Okay. And if Leeds. you put 10, that wins you eight, right? Yeah. This is the game I'm most worried about. Leeds against Newcastle at plus 130. I got Leeds. Oh, are you putting money on that? Oh, so this is a parlay. Yeah. Okay. So you got Chelsea. And then what's Leeds. the other one? Leeds. Okay. And then Arsenal. Oh, nice. You're you're more worried about Leeds than Arsenal. What's uh, what's Leeds's line? Leeds's line is plus one thirty. Okay, and Arsenal was plus one hundred, right? Last time I checked. So Vegas agrees with me. Okay. <laughs> so what do you have? You're putting how much? Max ten dollars. Oh, you're putting all ten. Okay. It'll hit. What'll that net you? What'll that win? Net. Win seventy two eighty. That wins you 7280. That's the net. Yeah, the payout. Fucking hell. I don't know if you can... Mate, if you hit that, yeah. you'll be in first for a long time. Yeah, and I'm actually thinking about putting some real money on that um, IRL. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, there we go. Um, you know like what? I said, we'll it's, think... just, it's just that, that leads. 
I don't know, man. I don't it's on know. Friday. I might edit that pick, but for now, that's my pick because okay, you realize if you're as editing it stands, it, as it okay. stands, yes. Okay, so unless it's edited, that's that's it. It's registered. So it is, I'm going off of Newcastle being shit, not off uh, Leeds playing a quote unquote exciting brand of soccer. Let that be known. Okay, okay. and they're without Pascal Dupree, whatever the that guy's name is. So, <laughs> and, and if you edit it. Uh, just post it on the, you know, send it to the, the footy corner once we put out the new standings. Um, you have until kickoff of any game to edit it. So there you go. So we're thinking similar because I have two of those bets as individual bets. I got Chelsea over Tottenham at minus 125. I'm putting, I'm the most confident in that. Five bucks to win four. I've got Arsenal over Burnley at plus 100. That's another four to win four. And so because I had those two, you're not going to like this. I went against you here. I did a wild parlay. And I call this the shit mixer parlay because I'm parlaying Newcastle and Norwich at plus 560 combined. $1, just one to win $5.60. Norwich is against Watford. Newcastle's against Leeds. So, yeah. I mean, why are you always bending against Sir Elton, man? That's kind of bogus. <laughs> I don't know. Mate. That's a good question. Sir Elton, I mean, hey, he's going to be the only one at the match. So hopefully, I mean, he's a little disappointed <laughs> if I want to win my money. Uh, <laughs> He'll be there in his sparkling gear and shit. <laughs> Probably, mate. He'll be there with his uh, piano. There's enough space for it uh, with how I don't expect too many fans to be there. But I guess that'll put an end to our, our show today. Uh, as always, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure to, to run this with you. Um, and I think that's about it, right? Should we turn it over to our boy Unai? Do you have anything to say to the people? Um, get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. So coming fresh off, did he just did did Unai draw Champions League? What we just talked about it earlier today. Yeah, it was a draw. Okay, so Unai is coming fresh off a draw against Atalanta after getting a red card. So shout out to him. He's he's the draw master. He's been drawing every fucking match. So yep. to the draw master, Unai Emery. Aloha, love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening.